Welcome to the Think Inspired Podcast. If you're looking to make your dreams a reality, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get out of that lockdown rut, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get more energy from feeling lazy all the time, then this podcast is for you. If you just simply want to level up in your life, then this is for you. My name is Patrick Hong, and I'm the host of Think Inspire, a podcast that helps people who want to create momentum in their fitness journey and keep the body of their dreams. Welcome to Think Inspire. We are live with the Think Inspire podcast with your boy, Coach Pat, and my girl, Coach Joe, Pat and Joe in the house. Okay, so this is going to be a very fire, fire podcast. Why? Well, not only because Joe's here. Joe, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name's Joanna, and I'm from Vancouver, BC. Vancouver. And she, I'm one of the coaches here she at the Dream Team t- Academy. She told me how amazing Vancouver is, so here I am in her city. <laughs> okay, now um, we actually share a very common story, a very common bond. We've both been injured. Yes. And although we are f- looking fly now, we weren't <laughs> feeling very fly before. No. So it was very difficult for us. Um, so I want to share my journey on when I got injured and how I was, I was still able to build muscle because we have some students in the academy and people that watch us on Instagram and social media that are going through injuries, right? So we want to be able to give them our wisdom. Mm-hmm. Joe, should we share the light? Of course. Okay, let's shed the light like Vancouver shedding somewhat light on us or rain, but whatever. So let's go over it. Um, when I first started going to the gym, I didn't deadlift for like two years. And because I didn't deadlift for two years, my posterior chain was really weak and poor. What does that mean? It means I didn't really have a strong backbone. Okay, I couldn't lift things off the floor without being in physical pain. So when I was deadlifting for the first time, I had a very, very weak base, but I had a big ego. <laughs> okay. A weak base and a big ego leads to wheelchairs. <laughs> okay. I was, I was a mess. I was a straight mess. I remember when I, are you did a, have you done a powerlifting comp before? No, but I was training like for one. Yeah. So when you're training for a powerlifting comp, <laughs> you will break form and technique just to get the reps in. Mm-hmm. So when I was going for a PR, on my last week going into my deadlift competition, that's when I pulled my back. I heard like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you heard that one too? <laughs> yeah. I feel like, what the fuck is that sound? <laughs> Someone fart? <laughs> what happened? Oh, that was my back. Oh, that's right. 23 years of age. I did my back. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in a wheelchair. 23 years of age. <laughs> that's cool. I said to my coach, uh, I felt something. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm okay, but I felt something in my back. He's like, cool. Do you want to go again? Like, <laughs> what do you mean, go again, go again, where? <laughs> go to the hospital? No. So I had to take the whole day off training. I don't know about you, but when I injured my lower back, I actually woke up the next morning and I just, <laughs> I, I I couldn't feel my legs. I, get, I rolled out of bed and I thought, oh, this is a different human. This is like, I feel like I aged 20 years in one day. And I remember like eating my feelings away. I don't know what you were doing, but I was drinking. I was eating. I paid for a $500 massage because, you know, you know, when you go to a massage place and you look to the bottom package, you always thought, what would that feel like? That would feel amazing. It must take all the pain away. Little did I know that this little Thai chick was standing on my back trying to give me a massage. I couldn't feel anything. And if, if I was able to cry in any given moment, that was, that was a good time to cry. I spent $500 for two hours on a massage that didn't do anything for me. So I broke down 
And I was so annoyed. I ordered these little cocktail drinks with my girlfriend at the time. And I was just drinking my feelings away. These sugary drinks. And the next day, I was eating burgers. I had five days left for my deadlift competition. And I invited my whole gym to come. And I'm like, oh, now I got the whole gym looking at me like I'm a failure because I couldn't rock up. I couldn't show up. So I spoke to the best osteo in town. I said, look, I'm injured right now. I can barely walk. How do I get to the comp? Because I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to show my students that I'm going to give up. He's like, bro, just let it go. I'm like, no, like I will feel like I'm a mess physically and spiritually now. But if if I don't get to the comp, I'm going to be a mess for a long time. He's like, well, look, your protocol is this. You need to be in the water every day for seven days. You got like seven days left. You need to be in the water for every seven days and walk. I'm like, like those old people, like, you know, when like I'm not that old, he's like, yeah, like those old people during the day where they're walking in the water and they're on hydrotherapy, <laughs> all of that. Fuck. <sighs> okay, cool. What else? He's like, you need to not just do that, but you can't sit longer than 20 minutes. You have to always be moving. Like, what about when I'm sleeping? He's like, you can't sleep on your back. You have to sleep on a side with a pillow between your legs and hug another pillow. I'm like, wow, this is so much. He's like, yeah. And also buy deep heat and put it everywhere on your body. Deep heat. Okay, locked it in. So I got the deep heat. I did the walking in the water. I did the sleeping on the side like a little baby. And I did whatever it took to get me ready. Now, I was 20% ready um, four days out. He said I'd be able to get 80% ready in the morning if I'd used another cream called Phenelgan. <laughs> so Phenelgan is a, like a really hot cream that numbs all pain. And when you put that on, it's a type of like cream that you put on your body where it feels like a lava is on your back and you're burning. I'm like, cool. Put that on my back just before I go out and do my three lifts. Anyway, I did my three lifts. I had to pull sumo. And for people that don't know what sumo deadlifts are, they're a different way to just pull um, pull things off the floor. So there's two types of lifts. A conventional deadlift where you're straight up and a sumo deadlift like a sumo wrestler. And the sumo deadlift um, is more legs than lower back. So I did the sumo deadlift. And I pulled 175 kilograms off the floor for the first time. I never pulled sumo in my life. But my coach said, you can't do conventional deadlift. You're, you're probably going to like, we're definitely going to call ambulance. Like, you're not ready for that. I'm like, okay, told my girlfriend, put phenylgan all over my body so I can't feel anything. Let me go out there like I'm half drugged up. So I went out there, did my lift. I went back and I'm like, <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> I need some I need some drinks. I, I, I'm in so much pain right now. And you know, it was funny. Although I felt like I got my spirit back because like my 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 clients didn't know the pain I was going through, but I was proud that I got the job done. Now, no one's there at the end. No one's there a week later. No one's there a month later when your boy can't sit longer than five minutes in a car without like, hey, are we there yet? I was that annoying kid in the back of a car to my friends. Are we there yet? Are we there? Because I was like excruciating pain all the time. So that was like my journey of like um, trying to keep muscle on my body while having this really bad injury. So I couldn't squat, couldn't deadlift for like five months. I still had to walk like 15,000 steps every day just to keep the movement going. My blood flow was really poor in winter in Melbourne. So I had to like consciously keep moving, even though the last thing I want to do is move because I'm in so much pain. But the only thing that got me through was like lifting weights. Honestly, as contrary it might sound, but if I stopped moving, blood flow would, would have been even more poor and I would have been struggling just to like breathe throughout the day. So doing things like chest press machine, lat pull down, seated rows, curls, leg extensions on a very light weight with a specific protocol that I got from my coach at the time. He's like, look, these are the things that you have to go through. We have to strip all the way back to 30% and you can do doing, you're going to have to do this for the next nine months. Did it for six months. And then, you know, I got my body back. 
Like it took me six months because I effortlessly every day um, did the steps, did the hydration, saw an osteo every week for once a week. And I did like, I did the boring stuff. Like it's not, it's not very sexy to like go through therapy. So that was my story. Joe, I know you went through your own back injury. Um, can you tell the Think Inspire order, audience about what you went through? Okay, so I was in the gym and I literally saw a girl deadlifting like 20 pounds on each side. And I'm like, whoa, like that, that looks so cool. I'm going to try that too myself. And then I, um, that's how I basically got into deadlifting. Like I didn't do any research. I didn't learn about any form. I just like picked up the bar and then I started going. And then like right away I was able to sit, like deadlift 175 as like my starting weight. And like I got a little bit like addicted to that feeling um of like lifting heavier each time and i was i was like pring every workout basically and like i would do legs twice a week and like deadlifts were my only lift Mm. i didn't squat i didn't do upper body like that was my thing for like six months so like six months deadlifting um my hardest every time so i didn't give my body a deload which is like a week where you just take it easy um so i was really overworking my body and also not bracing at all so my body was going under a lot of damage. <laughs> and then... Um, hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services. We help 20 to 30 year olds get the body of their dreams without consuming so much of their time. If you want to see more, check out some of our results on Instagram, thedreamteam.fitness. One night I was deadlifting 275 and I was like, okay, I'm going to hit another PR right after in the next set. I'm like smack on 10 pounds on each side. I'm like, okay, let's go. Um, And then I went for it. And then I was lifting it off an inch. And then something popped in my back. It was like a knuckle cracking under pressure. Mm. I'm like, oh, that was not good. And I (laughs) felt all this back pain. I'm like, oh, I have to put all these plates away. And like, you know, I was the last one in the gym. It was like closing time. Um, Got in my car and like could barely um, sit for long. And I was like that for like two weeks. Like my back was just like so um in so much pain and then i was like okay i'm gonna go see physio and like see what they have to say um and then i showed my physio the video of me um with my form and like he didn't even address my form at all he was like oh you shouldn't be lifting that heavy (laughs) um and then like my treatment was just like he like put these electrodes on my back and like i would just like lay there Mm. i didn't really find it very useful like Mm. six weeks passed and like i'm still the same like i would try to go back in the gym like try to lift and like feel all this pain like oh it was just like a cycle of that for like three four months um i also went to see my doctor and got a scan done and then she came back and she was like you have a moderate herniated disc and like okay and then she's like oh you gotta stop like lifting for the year so that you don't risk in making it worse um and then right when i heard that i'm like felt this like sinking feeling in myself i'm like lifting was like my passion so like to imagine myself not lifting for a whole year Mm. just i just wasn't couldn't imagine it um and then i did post about my story on instagram and then a coach reached out to me um but i didn't see as much as for like a whole month i'm like open it up and he uh, was suggesting, you know, like, come do an assessment with me. Like, I can, like, help you out through your back pain. But I was really skeptical because I've never um, invested in any kind of coach before. And I also had a big ego at the time. I'm like, I'm gonna... I am like, I felt like I knew everything about mm-hmm. lifting. Um, so that's why I never got help in the first, in the beginning. And took the leap of faith. I'm like, hey... I'm hurt right now. I just need to do this. Like, okay, $90 for one assessment. Here we go. (laughs) 
And even after the assessment, like I did learn some things and I tried to do it on my own, but I still was in pain. So I decided to fully commit to doing the training with him. Um, and then we got into doing some calisthenics. So like, that's just like bodyweight exercises. And um, we, I just needed to give my back a break. Um, at the same time, we also worked on my form and how to properly breathe and brace for the deadlift, which is going to be really important Mm. so that you don't hurt your lower back because mm -hmm. it's a really delicate area that part um mm. so like if you don't brace your core properly all of the loads just gonna hit your lower back mm. you know it's funny the fact that we both hurt ourselves because of our ego <laughs> and for a lot of people it's the number one reason why they hurt the lower backs the number one reason why they hurt the shoulders is because they lift with their head, not with the actually for the ego, not with their brains. Two different things. When your ego's talking, it's usually saying, You're the man, you're the girl, you don't need to listen to anyone else, you're going to get through it because you need to do it. But you gotta think smarter, you gotta take yourself out of the picture and think about longevity. And I feel like we're a lot more wise as athletes now. The way we program our students, the way we look after our own body, we're not looking after PRs every single day. Like we had a little deadlift party the other day, but we kind of knew our limits. I mean, Okay, if I can't do this, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to push past it because mm -hmm. we know what we've not what we've done before. So, guys, this is us telling you not to lift with your ego, but always pay attention to your coaches. Because if it wasn't for my osteo and wasn't for her coach, we wouldn't be sitting here with you like right now on this podcast talking about how you can still build muscle while you're injured. So, let's talk about injury prevention. Okay, this is coming from two people that have been pretty poorly like damaged before, and now we can like walk freely, like. She was doing handstands in the gym the other day. I'm deadlifting like 150 off the floor for like a few reps and feel pretty good. So you might want to pay attention. So injury prevention, what does that mean? It means don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself, okay? And mobility plays a big part, but also a structured system plays a big part. If you're walking in the gym without a game plan and you're just trying to like lift with the boys or like take a PR and post on Instagram, then that's probably what you're going to get, like a, a nice looking lift, but a, not an able body. So injury prevention is doing things like warming up before your workouts, um, making sure that, especially when you work out in the morning, that understanding that you've just been in bed for seven hours or eight hours or six hours and you've been lying down. So there's no blood flow going through your body. Poor mobility. This is when you're most tight, when you wake up in the morning and it's cold. You go to the gym, you start lifting shit off the floor, you start squatting, you will hurt yourself. You're not ready. The same warm-up protocol that you have in the morning is going to be very different through the afternoon because obviously throughout the day you've moved more. So in the morning, proper warm-up protocol, um, foam rolling, foam rolling your lower back, foam rolling your quads, foam rolling your glutes, getting a resistance band, opening up the chest, opening up the shoulders. All of these little things matter in the long run, okay? And another one is like don't see the physio when you're hurt but see the physio just to get a checkup. I mean, when's the last time you get a blood test? Oh, you're getting a blood test because like you have symptoms of like coughing up blood. No, get a blood test now. Like when nothing is going wrong, this is the perfect time. I mean, like you want to prepare for like the best and worst at all times. So that's what I would say is a injury prevention protocol. I know um, my girl over here, um, you still were able to train and keep the muscle and still get the body that you have today, even though you went through that incident. Um, can you share a little bit about that? Um, so I basically had to do like, well, after I got injured, I needed to do some back decompression. So I just had this one exercise that my coach told me, um, it was just like to put a band over a squat rack, like the bar. And then you basically put yourself in the band 
um, and the bands around your lower back and you're like hanging upside down. Mm. It's like a, like a spider. <laughs> um, and I would do that like every time I would lift just to decompress my back. And that helped a lot. Mm. Um, basically, like, when you herniate a disc, it's like your disc kind of bulges out, right? So you mm. want to do stuff that like kind of brings it back in. Mm. Um, that's what I did. So someone that's like injured right now who may have have a herniated disc or may walk around with like lower back pain, like what's their next move? Like what, what should they do in the gym? Or what should they be aware of while working out? Um, well, if, it depends. Like if you did that from like a deadlift, then maybe you should get, get checked by like a coach and work on your form mm. so that doesn't happen again. Because mm, mm. like, you, you don't want it just to heal and have it happen again. You want to learn um like what caused it and then mm. like deal with that because like we'll talk we're doing a, uh, we we're filming a video me and Ronnie about gym anxiety and I think gym anxiety is not just because you're scared to go to the gym because of what people think you're scared to hurt yourself you <laughs> know I've I don't know if you've had clients like this but we've had students before in the academy where they're gonna go to the gym and they're scared to work out because last time they were in the gym they walked out on a stretcher like that bad because like maybe like they were squatting and like their knees came in and buckled or whatever it was their form was off. Or maybe they were sprinting on the treadmill and they weren't recovering fast in that time and they, you know, they tripped. It happens a lot. Treadmill injuries happen a lot. So for you guys, the the thing that you need to do, need to do and be wary of while you're working out is always understand that like you don't know everything yourself. So mm-hmm. having a coach, having a guide, having a physio, having osteo, check your form and technique is like the number one thing you should be doing mm-hmm. uh, before you go in there throwing weights around. Mm. And you can also like try d- different coaches too because like everyone's going to have their own like techniques um, that you can learn from. Mm. Yeah, there's coaches out there, especially in Australia. There's a guy named, um, named Andrew Locke. is a really good physiotherapist in, I think, Victoria. And he says that uh, he, he loves talking about the spine and he actually works with the Australian strength coach, if you guys don't know him. And he always talks about not staying away from the deadlift because it's such a functional and fundamental movement in everyday life, but correcting movement patterns throughout every day. So when you are deadlifting, you can rehab your lower back by doing the actual lift itself properly. Because if you think about lifting things off the floor, ideally you should have your core on, right? And most people don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know how to breathe through their diaphragm. No. And when you don't know how to breathe through your diaphragm, what happens? Your core switches off. Like if you put your hand in your stomach right now, if you guys are home listening and you breathe in through your core, and you hold your breath and you squeeze your pelvic floor, your lower abdomen wall is actually a belt. So when you pick something off the floor, it's not your lower back turning on, it's your actual abs. Mm -hmm. And no one does this because unfortunately you don't know what you don't know and you just go around everyday life being not conscious about your everyday movements. You know, little things that people don't actually do. Super important. So if you guys are listening right now, we are going to recap exactly what this podcast was all about. If you are injured right now, you can still build muscle. But what me and Joe have just told you is not for you to go off by yourself and correct a wrong <laughs> that you started off in the first place. You need to get professional help. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Always leverage off the best people. Me and her always do at the same time, like fitness coaches, business coaches, whatever it is, always have a mentor because they can see something that you may have not seen. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love you. <laughs> this looks like um if you look at the back right now if you're listening to the podcast in the video right now behind us we've got like the best backdrop of all time beautiful looking clouds like it looks like we're at pride rock you know pride rock from lion king no <laughs> you don't watch oh lion yeah king? come on we're at pride rock we've got clouds we've got trees we've got pool it's kind of cool in vancouver it's actually raining right now but anywho joanna i just want to say thank you for coming on to the think inspired podcast girl thank you for having me on that was this, fun this is your first one 
Yeah. Oh, well, welcome. What's up, Kassasan? We're here now. Guys, easy. That's it. We'll come back live again tomorrow for another podcast. That is all. Joanna, thank you again. Thank you. Peace. Busy people, listen up. This is the number one podcast for getting momentum in your fitness journey and keeping the body of your dreams. If you're getting value from this podcast and you want to learn how to create the health and physique of your dreams so you can feel confident in your everyday life, what I want you to do is go to my Instagram, Patrick Hong Fit, and DM me with the words energy. Our mission is to make busy people get the body of their dreams without spending countless hours in the gym or the kitchen. We want to give you the tools and strategies that some of our best clients are using in 2021. So go to my Instagram at Patrick Hong Fit and DM me the word energy.